what is good? Welcome to Painted Jungle. But once again, Painted is gone. The jungle was gone last, last, sorry, last episode because I came down with some kind of illness. Um, and Ted had to hold down the fort. But this week, Ted is in LA. So, and given that it's also Thanksgiving week, the finding a recording partner is a little hard. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are out of town, and a lot of people are busy doing things with their family. So I had to pull some strings and f reached out to one of my really good friend, uh, Cameron, who is in San Diego, and we're kind of recording this over Discord. But that's more of a TED thing. I'm more of a face-to-face, -face, but given our distances, this will this will have to do. But anyway. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Cameron. <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I hope the sound is good, but yo, what's up? What's good, what's good? Um, would you like to give us a little bit of introduction of who you are? What do you do? You know, all that stuff. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, man, introductions are always very strange to me because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, you're kind of like bragging and at the same time... Um, <laughs> People have different perceptions of who you are based on like how you know certain people, and yeah, this is yeah, very strange. But um, yeah, hi. Uh, I, I would, I would say that yo, I'm, I'm someone who loves like the arts. I guess you can say. Um, if you want to get it down to bare bones, uh, I'm Filipino American. Um, let's see. I work in the medical field. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> um, is, that a, I is, that a, wait, is that a thing? Is it because um, well, you know, like in K Korean culture, it's like you got to be doctors. Is that also Filipino <laughs> culture? Yo, like I feel like um, yo, we do have some sort of uh, stereotypes that we fall into. Like yo, if you're not if you're not in the medical field, you're in the military, and if you're not in the military, you work for the post office. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I work in the medical field, but more specifically, I work on an ambulance. And yeah, and then um, occasionally I will shoot photos, and I partake in different artistic mediums as well. Word, word. Do you still do spoken word poetry? Uh, I did a lot in my early twenties, um, but more more days or nowadays, I I tend to write, but um. Every now and again, um, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah I, can, I guess you can say I still do spoken word, but I do want to get up on the mic. I think it is important to do some form of public speaking or like get used to being in spaces like that. Um, but I do attend a lot of slams, so like as a, I guess as an audience member would be a way to describe it. What exactly is a slam? <laughs> like an open, open mic for spoken word? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, interesting question. So uh, the distinguishing differences between an open mic and a slam is an open mic, depending on where you go, sometimes there's no limitations of how long your piece is, you can share anything. But a slam, the slam format is a bit different. Um, at least the slams that I've participated in and have been to, uh, you have three minutes and um, you are graded by the audience and there's a total of i believe five judges and they score your piece from one to ten so a slam is more of the competitive format as opposed to an open mic a mono open mic can be anything from like music rap 
people, you know, sharing whatever it is that they, you know, I guess do for their art. But yeah, Slam is more the competitive uh, format. We actually didn't know this. So there's an actual, is there like a bracket? You know what I mean? Like um, like group A, group B, group C, and, and like people compete to be the best? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, from what I understand, yeah, uh, different formats of how Slam is conducted. But uh, yeah, people draw lots. Um, sometimes Slam, at least, let's see, Slam nowadays could have different formats. I've seen one where it's like a, like a, um, like boy, boys versus girls. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, so yeah. real quick, by the way, by the way, uh, as yeah. a disclaimer, uh -huh. uh, I I apologize. I apologize in advance. I will do my best to keep it um, PG-13 or PG. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, PG, yeah. Yeah, rated G, whatever it may be. But, uh, yo, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse. However, um, uh, because of the work environment that I that I am in, I do uh, I do share a lot of my time with, um, lack of a better word, uh, men and women who have uh, the mouth of sailors. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they have no filters as well. So, like, I'll, yeah. I'll try I'll try my best to uh, to keep it to keep it um, yeah to keep it um, professional wouldn't even be the word, but yeah, yeah. Just to keep it chill. No, I appreciate chill. that. Even if you slip up doesn't matter i'll just end up editing it out or just censoring it it just creates more work for me you know what i mean so, <laughs> you know, if you don't mind me overworking go ahead you can just curse like a sailor wow. um, i mean you and i when we when we like get together and we just kind of talk we let loose you know it's not the most E for everyone conversations <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what it is um so yeah, and just be yourself. No, no worries. Um, sure. But you do tell me like a lot of crazy stories from your job that you work at yeah. EMT. Is that mm. EMT? Is that the same? Oh, okay. Um, I hope you don't mind me kind of going off in these changes. But uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, what's funny is the general public, um, unless you're in the you know unless you're in the medical field, a lot of us are all a lot of people confuse the title EMT and paramedic. Um, but the EMT, a emergency medical technician, has a smaller scope of practice compared to the paramedic. The paramedic can um, render uh, more, they have a bigger toolbox, per se, of what kind of medications and interventions that they can um, give to the patient. And the EMT is just kind of there to assist, and more often than not, at least within our county or within San Diego that I'm aware of is uh we're primarily the drivers. But um yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things that I've encountered while being in this field. Yeah, we that you're gonna definitely have to share some stories. <laughs> your stories are pretty wild. But going back mm. to your um artistic background, um yeah. so have you ever been on an open mic or slam ever? Yeah, uh, I've been, I participated, I believe, in two slams, um, and the pieces at the time that I wrote were, n <laughs> they're they're kind of cringe. Um, I do appreciate the experience of being in a slam, but um, uh, as for open mics, I've I've been to a lot. I've been to a lot, and I've I partook in a lot. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, in my early twenties or like I growing up, I, I was, um, I wouldn't say soft spoken, but like I was kind of struggling with like public speaking. And one of my really good friends, he, um, at the time before I, before he became one of my good friends, he, uh, as an exercise, he encouraged me to attend an open mic. And there was like a whole year, bro, where like freaking, man, I think I attended like upwards of anywhere between 20 to 30 open mics just to kind of get, get, get over my public speaking. And it helped a lot. It was cool. Right. So, okay. So we got to, I definitely need to see you perform up in the stage <laughs> days because I've never seen you perform. Mm. Never, you know what I mean. But then again, you mm. never see me perform either. But no. I would like to see that. I would like to see. Yeah. And then, like, how do you feel about the whole aspect of slam, where you are being judged? I don't know if competing in art is generally something that's very common. I mean, when when we think of sports, sport is automatically there's some sort of competition going on, right? It's like one mm. team is better than the other, one player is better than the other. Whereas when it comes to art. It's very subjective, right? Like some people might be like, "Oh yeah, I really like this painting," while others might say, "Oh, this painting sucks." Like, do you judge the painter based on their painting techniques? You know what I mean? Like their ability to, like their paint brush stroking. I have obviously you can tell I don't know anything about painting. <laughs> like camera, you know, how do they judge someone? Like one photographer compared to the other photographer, and when it comes to um, like a like a spoken word poetry how does one judge one poet over the other you know is there like a, some sort of criteria or like rubrics i guess is what i'm trying to ask got you got you um to kind of address your first question mm -hmm. um and i apologize if i get too lengthy or wordy for this exposition but um you bring up a, that's a really great question of like should should art in general no matter what the medium or format, should it have some sort of competitive um, aspect? And like a lot of things came to mind. Like for example, right now, um, I know that breakdancing or breaking or more appropriately to be phrased <clears throat> is uh, b-boying or b-girling. That, that entered recently the Olympics. It's now in the Olympics. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I am. I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and it's, it's, is actually in the Olympics now. Yes, hundred percent, bro. It's it's wild. But but like when you know, when you think about it, like the competitive aspect of how to get to that level and how yeah, how to execute certain moves, like yeah. it's it's insane, dude. It's really insane. And the trading and athleticism is, is insane. But um um let's see. So I, I think Long story short, I think it is very necessary to to compete and to be in some sort of um, some sort of competition. Well, I say it's like the overall arching thing that you should partake in and have your art rely on it. In my opinion, no, but some people think yes. Um, the reason why I think that is the case is because I think it pushes your your art in a certain way, um, but at the same time, it it can kind of taint and muddle your art to the point of where you're either creating it for the masses or you're only operating within the strict parameters of what is necessary to be good at that competition. 
but um yeah i think it's very necessary like for example um i'll bring it to like uh i'll bring it to the example of like rapping like yo there's a lot of really good rappers out there i would even argue like there's a lot of really good bedroom rappers out there like you know with the whole soundcloud like wave that happened in the last decade like there's a lot of good artists however i wouldn't call them mcs and i think that in order to be an mc um and distinguish yourself from the rappers is i think one you have to have stage presence i think that you should be able to freestyle i think you should be able to move a crowd like you should be able to get on stage and like create this energy and control the crowd and have this charisma about you and i think the only way one can develop that is by um competing or battling or stepping into the cipher and like being in those arenas or being in that form of combat per se will will push your art and develop you and make you really well rounded but that's not everyone's i know that's not everyone's like path but i think for me if you want to if you want to honor the art you should you should do it at least strictly speaking within like i guess uh being an mc like you should you should do all those things but yeah that's that's just my opinion that is very interesting no because um like in order for someone to actually improve on something there needs to be that hunger or that desire to push yourself to be better right and mm -hmm. if everything is in the subjective realm <clears throat> where you have this mindset of this is my art i don't need to compete like people can't judge my art this is who i am then where does that desire or want of wanting to become better come from right like nobody is mm -hmm. going to critique you no one's going to judge you and that you know that's fine like there is a self like expression aspect of art but if there is some sort of competing aspect when it comes to rap like battle rapping right that or even getting booed off stage that itself creates this mental space for you to be like okay i need to like clearly what i'm doing is not being accepted by the audience clearly what i'm doing is not considered quote unquote good art so i need to practice and mm -hmm. through that practice you develop new skill and you're able to expand your horizon in terms of your artistic arsenal you know for lack of better words mm -hmm. and so in a sense yeah i i i kind of see both sides you know i see one side it is very i don't know I, maybe it's like minecraft <laughs> in a way like there's a <laughs> there's a hardcore mode right it's like you're just trying to survive and you're dying but then there's also peaceful mode where there's nothing out there that could possibly kill you and you're just chilling and you just want to build and harvest and just relax you know what i mean yeah so i i can see art being oh my god is art minecraft that's crazy so there you can have a very <laughs> peaceful approach to art but there's also competitive competitive approach as well mm, mm, yeah i feel that for sure yes 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 um then yeah resistance bro resistance builds character conflict right. like, builds character and i think you definitely need that i think you just um, quoted apostle paul but okay did i thing <laughs> 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 uh, i think it was trials produce endurance 
I don't know, but no, dude, you're good, bro. No, yeah, no, I get it. Same, same. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So you are also a man of God, right? Am I? What is what is the criteria <laughs> for this thing, dude? We're gonna get into like an ex- existential, like, uh, how do you even define that? But yeah, yeah, I believe. Yes, you're I believe. a fan of Jesus. You know, fan. fan of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know this is like cringy, dude. just making you cringe. But yeah, you, know, you are a man of God. You are also a follower, um, religious. So, do you? How do you incorporate art with your belief? Right, like because one of some of the young cats that I talk to, who yeah. are upcoming like musicians or rappers or singers. And they're also Christians, right? And so they want to express their belief, their Christian mm-hmm. belief, through their art form. But mm. they also know that it's not a very, how do you say, like popular kind of form of art or like music, mm-hmm. right? Like Christian rap, right? There's a, there's a rap and everyone's like down to play rap. Kanye or whatever or Eminem or you know, Kendrick Lamar all these guys and Drake big in radio but then mm. as soon as someone be like yo can I play Christian rap <laughs> the whole crowd's like what the hell you know what I mean and so <laughs> so they kind of like asked me this question of I'm a Christian does that mean my music have to be a reflection of my belief you know, does mm-hmm. do I have to make Christian lyrics? Do I have to make Christian music or Christian rap? Does mm-hmm. my song have to be about Jesus, or can my identity and my artistic expression be two separate things? Dang. What is your take on that? <clears throat> my take. I mean, we've had this conversation many, many times in many different ways, and uh, I don't. I may change my mind and my opinion about this Mm -hmm. in the future, but the one I currently hold right now is, I mean, yo, man, like, you and I are a fan of a lot of different Christian artists, um, and they all have differing opinions about what is, I guess, deemed appropriate. And I think that that if you're in the Word, and I think that... um, if you're a believer, I don't, I don't think, unless it is your conviction, like say you got, like you received a vision and there is a blatant conviction that you have to be, um, that you have to be explicitly, you know, sharing verses in, in your music or like whatever it may, you know, what, whatever medium, like, sure, by, by all means pursue it. But I don't think that, I don't think that takes away um, I don't believe that takes 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 away from people who are like who are Christian, but you know their expression isn't isn't like of a I don't know. Think of like the most cliche thing, like of, of a dove or like a cross or like you know what I mean, or like a church. Like it's like I think I think the other the other I think that whatever whatever it is in whatever is in your heart, and if you are. If you are in the word, I think whatever you produce, as long as it's, as long as you're giving, as long as you're creating excellent work and your intention is for it to be for God, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be shown and reflected in whatever it is that you produce. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it's interesting how people create these these boxes or have these standards and believe that we have to uphold these standards um because i don't know because it's like then are you then putting limitations on how your art should be expressed because i don't think that i mean it's just weird because it's like there's i don't have a lot i have a lot of things um kind of like going in my head but at the same time i want to be very careful with what i say because there is a responsibility in and what we say and what we share especially with us like you know coming into the role of being of teaching but i think i think the question or the thing that we have to think about first is why are we creating this art and who is it for and are we using our gifts because i'm thinking about like the parable of um the talents like are we are we using what we are given wisely and yeah what is the intent so it's like more of like a heart thing you know like you kind of have to examine why am i doing this am i doing this for clout am i doing this to just have the glory and the things like um pointed at me or am i am i pointing to the source am i glorifying god will i will i acknowledge my gifts and tell people where i received this from if someone did blatantly ask me um yeah i think i think that's more of a i think i'm i think i'm content with that answer cuz it's yeah. it's 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 weird bro you know it's like i don't think it makes you any less christian if you're not rapping about jesus in every single verse right. you know right and i think it also kind of comes down to it's like uh, you mentioned this is the state of your heart right like what is your what is your um what 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 are you trying to get at with this question right somebody yeah. asking like okay so i'm christian i know i'm supposed to do everything for god um but does that mean i have to make music lyrics about god and it's like what is what are you trying to get at with that question itself like what are you having a hard time letting go of right mm. And a lot of time, it's like art itself it is an expression. It's an honest expression of what is in you. And that expression, to me, it comes from your identity, right? And if your identity is this Christ-loving, like a disciple, your expression cannot help but to be related to that identity. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless, unless you're doing like some you know, creative writing where you're pretending to be someone else. But generally <laughs> speaking, your identity and your expressions kind of coexist together. And mm. for someone to be like, yeah, I should be a Christian. I am a Christian, um, but I don't want to write about... I mean, Sam Ock, you and I know Sam Ock. He kind of said something similar. Not personally, not personally. Oh, not Yo, personally? I'm, I know him personally. Just... I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a... I like I enjoy his work. He he produces a lot of yeah, good work. Koreans know each other. All Koreans know each other. So. <laughs> Just like how all Filipinos know each other. <laughs> yeah, I meet Samak in front of you know Korean Christian market all the time, you know. I'm sure you meet famous Filipino artists in front of Jollibees all the time. But, Yo <laughs> <laughs> But it, I remember him saying something along the line of the question isn't about uh, the question isn't because I'm a Christian, does I have? Do I have to make Christian music? It's more of like you can't help but to make Christian music. Like if you mm -hmm. love God, if you genuinely love God, you can't help 
but to have your lyrics be about God, because that's all you can talk about. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's a little bit of exception to that too. But I like how he worded that. It's mm. you. You talk about. You express. You write. And you create on what you think is important to you, and in doing so. What is important? What is your priority in your life? Is going to naturally come up, and that is your identity. And if you call yourself Christian, then Christianity, God, Holy Spirit, is your identity. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, feel that. But I also one thing I kind of, kind of um, not too fond of when it comes to Christian music, is how PG it is. <laughs> hmm. Because um, like. It's you're suppo- it's supposed to be an honest expression, right? But then the moment you're like you play Christian rap, one one response that I always hear from someone who's like not a believer, they'll be like Christian rap. It's like how can you even ra- how can you rap without talking about like without profanity, right? Like mm. that's that's the one of their criteria. And then like if it's not about drug and violence, what are you even rapping about? <laughs> you're right. Mm. But I know that one big criteria for to be a Christian rap is like you have to have no profanity, or even Christian music in general, right? Christian like rock music or whatever, what have you. Mm. As soon as there's a profanity, people will label it as like, oh, this is not um, this isn't a Christian song, mm. right? And that, or or even a topic, right? Like talking about. Like the realness like a darkness that happens in your life like de- the demons that you fight with like alcoholism drug addictions abuse you know the real stuff like struggles that people go through and you express that in the song people are very quick to label it as oh this isn't Christian music mm. so then we're like where do you find I guess how do you how do you like draw the line right it's like what is too much to a point like this isn't considered christian art whereas what part makes it okay right like is Mm. profanity acceptable right like maybe not in a church worship setting like obviously you're not gonna write a worship like praise song uh well like f this and f the f satan right or like (laughs) f hell whatever and they expect congregation to sing along with you but in terms of personal expression as a Christian artist, where do you draw the line? That's interesting. I uh, I'm gonna after this after this recording, I'm gonna send you a song. <laughs> it's a pretty nice. it's a pretty ridiculous song, and you tell me if it's Christian if it's Christian music or not because it's right. pretty ridiculous. If anything, it's a uh... oh gosh, it's very interesting. What, um, is, it? what is it? So listeners can also listen. To no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, no. Is that bad? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, (laughs) But uh, man, when I was thinking about what what I, uh, a common reoccurring thought that I was having when um, when you were speaking just now was, could could you tangibly give me a criteria or a list of things, um, so that we may be able to categorize what is considered Christian music or rap like could you could you could you like have an itemized list of what what would what would qualify this to be christian rap or christian music because i don't i don't think anyone can 
to be honest with you because it's like i it's not like oh you have to mention jesus x amount of times or you gotta you know what i mean it's like i don't it's true yeah it's 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 a strange it's a strange box that we that we would be creating but um yeah i don't know this is this got hella philosophical, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we want to jump down this rabbit hole, bro. It's like, I feel like, oh, also, um, I apologize if I don't, um, if you ask a question and I don't address it. Because, like, you know, we, you know us, dude, we we go on all sorts of dirt. Right, dirt. right. Oh, yeah, man. but I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to spend the next hour talking about <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will I will just say, right, if there are any listeners who are trying to be, you know, um diving and you know, dipping their toe into the water of artistic expression who wants to start making music, right? Um mm. one thing that I always found interesting was the Psalm one oh nine, right? Just chapter mm. uh, Psalm one oh nine by David. He wrote it mm. and there's a part, there's a section and a lot of people kind of quote this and are like, they kind of get thrown off by it. But like verse 6 through 15 is him straight, like, straight diss <laughs> towards <his enemies. laughs> Like this is the OG di- diss track. You know what I mean? And he goes into hella detail too. Just to read you a couple verses. He goes like, uh, <laughs> he's like straight up goes, may his days be few. Meaning, like, Damn, may him die boy. soon, right? May another boy. take his office. May his children <laughs> be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food far from the ruins they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his prosperity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Dude, that's... That's some Eminem Ja Rule shit, you know what I mean? That's like, that, he's just, not only is he saying just let him die, wipe out his children, right? And then let someone else take the guy's job. <laughs> his children be fatherless, destroy his, yeah, destroy their line, family line. It's crazy, it goes on and on. Yeah, dude, it's actually, it's actually pretty great. Well, these images that I had, it's pretty graphic, dude. To blot out your name, like, yo, dude, like, no one's going to remember you. Like, everything that you have done, like, no one's going to remember you. That's that's right. pretty hardcore. But it's, yeah, very, I don't... it's honest. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't exactly remember or know what the context is, like, when he decided to write this diss track. But mm. it's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's oddest. One of my old pastors said, like, you have to realize it's not. Don't be shocked that this is in the Bible, right? Like, you mm. think that everything that's in the Bible is all basket of roses and nice and loving and patience and forgiveness and all that. But you have to realize this is the kind of prayer that David prayed. Is just mm. just pure rawness, you know? What I'm saying? And that's yeah. why I come to think sometimes, like, maybe. If it's raw, like, expression, right? Like, you're really having a hard time forgiving someone, 
Like, let's, for example, let's say like the song you're writing is about forgiveness. And you have really hard time forgiving someone. Maybe you can write a diss track, but you have to end the song right. You get what I'm mm. saying? Mm. Um, Christian rap, maybe you label it as having a Christian value. But and I already know you're going to be asking me, what do you mean by Christian value? How do you define Christian value? <laughs> and it's just got to go on rabbit hole. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to challenge that. I'm not going to go down the word. Word. Um, if anything, I, like, uh, it's up to you if you want to continue going down this route, but I will, I will leave it to, uh, I, I would like to end, or at least I would like to make this point is that, um, in, to whomever this, to whomever is listening to this and you decide to either do music or um, whatever medium, I think it's important to examine your heart, of course, um, and then on top of that, um, find good mentors who are in the scene, um, get rooted, and uh, really, really examine why you're doing it. And then when you do it, do it with excellence. Um, Because, yeah, it's, it, sometimes, hmm. yeah, there's just a lot of things I want to say. But yeah, um, yeah, hit me up. Hit me up if you guys have questions. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this, this can go in all sorts of different like directions. But yeah, it's it's yeah, because I'm, I'm it took me a while to figure it out as well. Like it's it's, but I've I've been pretty blessed enough to have um, good people around me, and many of those people are actually believers, and um, it's it's helped. It's helped a lot because. What I've, what I've noticed with people who are in positions of um, of influence, not just like, you know, art and music, but just positions of influence, like, yo, the heart is very deceptive, man. And if you don't have people who are uh, keeping you accountable, mm-hmm. it's it can get pretty messy real quick. Right. Because we, you know, we're, we're messed up, man. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, yeah, let's not go down this rabbit hole. But I want to talk a little bit about your photography, too. Oh. Um, I mean, you and I, well, that's not how exactly we met. But no, I think really. a big part of our growing relationship was through like collaborating together, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm always a big fan of your, uh, your photos. I think, without even exaggerating, I genuinely believe you are a really gifted photographer Thank and you. and i meant this i mean this now and i also meant this back when all your photos were very blue you know <laughs> <laughs> blue like is in yeah. color or blue. like blue is both, like the blue double in time maybe. that's what it is <laughs> let's go <laughs> so i cut um even in our church we have a couple cats who are interested in like street photography where some people are in fact you remember um i showed you sam's portfolio before you dropped me off at yeah the yeah man i like your stuff they're pretty dope yeah yeah i told him that and i was telling him talking to him about photography he's like oh man i want to kind of bring it back um but he's saying like he wants to get into portraits more now right? yo portraits are and i know you were, and yeah. I know you were kind of you were talking about getting into portraits too and you yeah. are getting in and you'll be practicing and you've been getting mm-hmm. gigs here and there and doing projects with dope talents um can you i want to hear a little bit about that like how did you start your photography and 
because you you never like went to school for it you know you never no. did a master class or anything like that mm -hmm. a lot of your craft and your skills and your knowledge are self-taught and mm -hmm. from a product of pure experimental mm. right and so kind of want to hear like how'd you start and also like how did you make yourself better at what you do got you got you I think like most second generation or first generation, however you want to call it, um, Asian kids, we tend to be latchkey kids. Latchkey kids as in like parents are at work, both parents are working to make a living, and then the kids are, are at home alone. And with that, <clears throat> um, a, lot of, a lot of what I did growing up was I watched a lot of TV and movies and kind of just kind of lost in that and yeah man like movies and pictures and kind of just it like opening a whole new world or it being an escape has kind of been a thing and yeah I just fell in love with like like cinema and of course anime and different like dramas and stuff like that was like my way of escape and I just I don't know like just fell in love with composition and just how how these, how these uh, pictures and like movies made me feel. And I wanted to, uh, as much as it was expression, I wanted to kind of share that as well. Like it would be cool for like other people to kind of see or feel what it is that was feeling. So it was really cool for like people to like really vibe out later down the road, of course. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of like foundationally um, how I became very enamored and fascinated with visuals. Um, <clears throat> in high school, uh, I failed, I failed my photography class. <laughs> really? I failed my photography. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. And I low key, I'm still salty with, uh, our, the teacher that I had, like, she made me feel like crap, dude. She made me feel mm. like garbage. Um, but at the same time, I was in a weird headspace as a kid. Um, yeah, I didn't do well either with my, um, I guess you can call it design and mixed media, but yeah, uh, I'm a product of YouTube University. Like, I think that I think that anybody, yo, dude, like the day and age that we're in, yeah. like we had this conversation, but I'm gonna say it on the pod. Like, the day and age that we're in, I don't think anybody has an excuse to not be mediocre. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, dude, like whether if it's you know, getting a subscription to Skillshare or whether if it's watching tutorials on YouTube, on YouTube or whether if it's like, um, you know, TikTok has a bunch of short format like tutorials. Like there is no reason, or even IG as well, like, there is no reason for you to not have some sort of basis or foundation or skill set right. in pursuing the medium, dude. Like you have to be at least mediocre. <laughs> um, but, but the challenge with that is today is I think that... Um, there's a lot of analysis paralysis. Like people spend too much time, um, like studying, but they don't execute. There's no work or there's no experimentation mm. or there's a lot of distractions and people say, oh, I'll just do it later. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, yeah, for me, like I just, I just looked at a lot of different photos and people that I really liked and looked up to. And I just, tried to copy them at first. I think that's kind of a good basis, but um, kind of going back to, because I used to I used to break back in the day, 
And one of my mentors, what he told me was like, um, ah, damn, what is it? There's a lot of things that are coming to mind because that I haven't, I haven't thought about in a, in a minute. But like, I, I think it's okay. It, you shouldn't. Okay, the law of hip hop back then used to be you don't bite, but you have to make something your own. Like someone could right. teach you a move, or yeah. someone could teach you how to like how to write, but but you need to make it your own. So in the beginning, I learned the foundation of like how to do certain compositions or like how to like edit a certain way, but I wanted to make it my own. And yeah, and that's, that's kind of like how I started. Um, help, help <laughs> prompt me if I forget like to answer one of your questions, but uh, let's see. Um, Yo, real quick. Did you, yeah. did you also tag? Tag? Oh, um, no, I couldn't ever. I couldn't ever. What's it called? Say that I did. I, I doodled, but like that's one thing that I kind of want to get into right now. And really? yeah, I want to because like I think, I think that, I think it's important to. It's weird, dude, because I feel like a lot of graphic design takes takes and pulls a lot from like, like hip hop and like it's it's interesting bro and i i think that would give me a slight a, like a slight edge if i were to learn how to if i were to learn how to do that because it's it's very interesting tagging is very interesting there's so many different just like how in breaking like there's a lot of different styles like i think it'd be i think it would help a lot with my graphic design um what, <laughs> yeah what about, what about turntablism no oh dude i am so okay humbly i will say i am not musical at all like i couldn't do, <laughs> i couldn't do what you do bro like um yeah, a lot of man. I am very, I'm very envious of like people like you, man. Like you, damn. I couldn't do. Yeah, I'm not. I tried. I tried to make beats a long time ago, but it, it was hard, man. Like I couldn't. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm just admitting right now, and like I can't do it. It's okay, dude. I'm envious of your your eyes and your. <laughs> you got it to too, man. I Bro, I got you, nothing. No, uh, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. So you're you're about to be three out of four in your four elements of hip hop. Huh. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, definitely. I was listening to a podcast of Dumbfounded and you know him and lyrics were talking and hmm. um, they're kind of question asking him, "Have you ever slept with another like a female rapper?" And he's like, "Yeah, I probably did." And it's like, "Okay, like have you ever like slept with like a female?" dancer like a break dance and he's like yeah, yeah he did. and he goes i probably slept with all four elements of hip hop <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know how to this is for your podcast that's, that's hilarious dude <laughs> i mean you know i'm just quoting him uh, that's you know turntable right djing right and break dancing yeah. tagging and emceeing yeah. that's cool yeah thank you yeah. I'm, I'm counting spoken word as MC for in this case Word. yeah dude i wanted it oh, man like i think oh like speaking of being an mc like yo being a host like like running running a show mm. yeah, yo man like that i crowd work yeah yo crowd work yes like that's man that's that's such a gift bro like it's so cool because it's like you have to be really in tune with with like with just not only yourself but with the crowd and just like be able to read the energy in the room and that's a really cool skill set like it's not it's not just being on stage but it's just like having stage presence and then being able to like read people dude that's such such a cool 
it's a cool school. But I yeah, noticed, I noticed like a lot of the underground like uh, hip hop artists and like rappers that we kind of grew up watching on YouTube. A mm-hmm. lot of them are still doing music, but they also mm-hmm. pick up a side gig as a stand up comedian. Yeah, and I kind of see like at first I, like, I thought that was so very random, but I'm starting to see like a connection of the two worlds. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is exactly what you say: is like crowd crowd work and like being able to read the environment and be quick on your feet, be quick with your mm-hmm. thoughts and your words, and that also ties with like battle rapping too, right? Coming up with rebuttals on the spot. Listen yeah. to what they say and coming up with a rhyme scheme that you can throw right back at them. You exactly. gotta be witty with it. You gotta be quick with it, and you also have to be able to read the room to kind of determine: okay, this part is gonna work. Nah, this part is not gonna work. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Do you think you would ever be a stand-up comedian? <laughs> uh no, no. I'm always behind, I'm a behind-the-scenes type of guy, but I do like. I do, I do really appreciate and admire people who are able to do that. That mm. stuff is really cool. You're the guy who does the sound check for the stand-up comedian. <laughs> I, I, feel, I respect that. Oh my gosh. So going back to the <clears throat> photography, so that's yeah. kind of how you started. Then what do you, um, how do you like improve yourself, right? Like what do you do since you don't like actually go to classes or anything, like a professional mm. classes, a lot of them are like YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me a little bit about your experimental stage. Like, how do you Word. experiment different stuff? Got you. Um, depending on, depending on like how you want to shoot. Um, I think first and foremost, I think it's very important to get your shutter clicks in. Shutter clicks meaning like you just gotta go out and take photos mm. and understand how light works, and <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man, just get weird like. Is if I think it's always important again, just like um, what we kind of mentioned earlier, is like uh, emulate and then find your own style, but at the same time find find people that you look up to, and then maybe perhaps like ask for advice, see see what their what their come up was like and what they did. Because everybody's different, but like I think it just it definitely helps build your foundation. But yeah, first and foremost, like get your shutter clicks in, and um, look at the look at the OGs, man. Like I, I, again, I'm gonna bring it to breaking. Like I remember when I was trying to learn how to dance, um, a lot of my a lot of my mentors would point to per- certain people like in the scene or in like history. They'd be like, "Yo, do you want to learn how to do freezes? Learn where freezes came from." Want to learn how to do power? Learn who's good at power and who started and who made this move. Like, you have to understand who who created it and how they made it. And just like in photography, like with composition, learn like understand and know that photography came from painting. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and then understand the foundations and roots of how people constructed their their painting. Like, yo, man, like it's it's crazy. Like it takes it takes it takes time, but yeah, you have to do your if you do your due diligence and uh, like knowledge uh, the people who came before, because I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, and these people have done a lot of the legwork already, and just kind of understanding how things work will uh, will definitely help. So yeah, um, practice and go um, practice. Look for a style that you like, and then I guess um, do your do your homework, do your history, know your history. Mm. Do your research, learn the foundation, and then 
just kind of try it out yourself, right? I remember yeah. um, when I like back when I worked with worked on a project with Jason Chu, mm. and we were at his house, and you and Luiso, your cousin, right, came mm-hmm. with your with your camera, and we did like an impromptu photo shoot. And mm-hmm. I think you were taking like footages and pictures and here and there, and mm-hmm. I remember at that time you were carrying like this. Crystal-looking thing around. Oh yeah, the prism. Prism. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you still do that? Um, I've wanted to. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a really cool. Like, I think it's really cool. Um, I I haven't, but I wouldn't. I should. I should definitely do it again. But then, what's, what's cool is like you can, you can create because I'm now starting to like use Illustrator and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You can create those effects in. Um, in those applications, like it's to to provide a bit of a context for the listeners, he was mm-hmm. carrying this uh, little crystal thing called Prism, and um, mm-hmm. he would every time he would take a picture, he would kind of hold it next to the lens to create mm-hmm. this like reflection effect, and I was like in my mind, I was like, what is this? Like I've never seen you use that thing before, up to <laughs> and. This this story just kind of came up in my head when we were talking about like experimenting different stuff, trying out different mm. techniques. Because I thought that was hella fresh. I thought it was super creative, and how <laughs> it turned out was awesome too. And it's in my Instagram. Actually, no, it's archived because I reset my Instagram today. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> gotta just try out different things, you know? Yeah, just just experiment. Yo, there's oh, man. Yeah, when you were saying that, I was just thinking like how vast the photography world is, and like how I think a lot of our communication today is like through photos. So yeah, man, like just pick and choose, and be either pick a niche or like be good at be good at a lot of it. What if you like take a hammer and like crack your lens so that it creates this cracked. Visual effect in your photography. Do you think that would Word. be style? Uh, first off, I would not take a hammer <laughs> to my lens. I would probably take like a a pane of glass and like take that. You know what I mean? Same, yeah. same, right? Yeah, yo, man, yo, because like, yo, like, oh, to the to the cats that are gonna get into photography, please don't fall into this trap that I thought. Like, first off, the body of your camera is it's going to be expensive. <laughs> but one of the things you need to pay attention to is like when building your kit of lenses is the lenses are never going to lose value and but your body and the camera will. Like mm. invest in good lenses and take care of them because yeah, like it's one thing to have a really good camera but at the same time yo, like you should have a good set of lenses but at the same time ugh, like I don't want to say like be be super equipment heavy cuz I remember when I first started, I was just taking photos on my phone, man. Like that was that's how I started. I think like mastering composition and understanding light that will give you an edge. Because I remember before, like when IG first started, um, a lot of people took pride in. Um, there was like a hashtag or like a a category people would place themselves in, and they would call themselves like iPhone only. And mm. it's, it's and they would they would create a lot of a lot of crazy work like there's this there's this girl from chicago um her name is swoops and a lot of her work dude i remember like 
a lot of her, not even like even today, like a lot of the stuff that she produces are primarily out of her phone. And she, she blew up like, not that she doesn't shoot with a, a camera, but she, she got well known for that to the point of where she's collaborated with Adobe and she's like an ambassador and all this craziness. And she's got a lot of brand deals, but yeah, a lot, you don't Jeez. need good equipment. Hmm. Right, and it's about the person who's swinging the stick, not the stick itself, right? Like, I mean, my beginning days of making music, I don't know, not many people know this, is that, like, my parents, they weren't very happy with me uh, making music because they thought it was (laughs) interfering with my schoolwork, right? And so I didn't have a MIDI controller. I didn't have, like, piano keyboard in front of me. Um so to make like chord progressions and play melodies, I would manually click them in using my mouse. And Yo. people were like, they always thought <clears throat> I was playing it, you know, cause that's what like all producers do. They gotta have at least a MIDI keyboard, you know, at least get the, like a 12 key one, like a super miniature. <laughs> but I didn't even have that. And then events, like some days I would like link up my actual like keyboard, keyboard, like computer keyboard that you use to type. And I would like connect that and assign notes to specific keys. And mm. I would like pretend I'm actually playing the piano, but really I'm just typing. And it works, you know, it works. And even before FL Studio, because it was like expensive at the time, um, being a broke high school student, like I would make music on using Windows Movie Maker, right? Like I would down, I would like rip a sample from YouTube and then I would chop it up and rearrange them and then just like download a freaking drum break or something from Google <laughs> and then I'll layer over it and like people are like yo this is sick like wh- what do you use what's your DAW like what's your digital audio workstation what what program do you use I use Windows Movie Maker dog and they're like what <laughs> that's crazy and but in, in the like it worked and it was, it's a fun it's a funny story but that helped me get my foot in the door of like trying uh going on the, embarking on this musical journey and it's that mm. you know regardless of what your equipment is what you what kind of resources that you have access to or may not have access to i think in the end it's like your your drive right your hunger like how bad do you want it are you going mm. to let not having keyboard going to stop you from making music or are you going to find a way to do like find a way to make your vision come alive 100 yeah 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 i was shooting on an old camera bro like i remember my camera being like super old and not having like the best sensor but it doesn't mean that you can't produce good work like Mm. just as you said bro like you don't need the best tools like if you understand the art and you have a good foundation you can produce a lot of good work right 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 okay so kind of going further with this art mm. actually i think it was about two or three episodes ago um i huh. was chatting with ted yeah um and we were talking about i was sharing him the story that you shared with me when you felt like you were being spiritually oppressed at this one concert that you went with uh louiso you and mentioned that i did i did oh, was i allowed to <laughs> no i mean like yeah, I think it's appropriate, but at the same time, like, yeah. Yeah, that's what we talked about. We talked about um, your experience. I'm pretty sure I butchered the story 
because yeah. right off the bat, I couldn't remember the artist's name. <laughs> so I just oh, like, oh, it's yeah, I don't want to name drop. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> and yeah. Ted couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. So it's, it's whatever. But um, the whole reason why I even brought that up was because we're mm. sharing about what it means to be an artist um, mm. who is a Christian, right? Mm. And using your talent and your gift how can you maximize the fruit like how can you what kind of obviously like christian artists it's not about making a name for yourself it's not about bringing glory to yourself it's not about making yourself rich um, and be famous <clears throat> but what does it mean like it's, it's sort of like a spiritual warfare but with art right hmm. there's a there's a there's a bit of a force coming from the worldly art and then, like we as Christian artists, we have a responsibility to sort of resist that using our art. Mm. Sounds slow, like Marvel fine Endgame kind of vibe, but one hundred. <laughs> you and I, we talked about this too, right? We shared. Yeah, we did. This. And yeah. so, in response to the current state of modern pop culture, how paganistic it is, um, you, myself, and also Lois, though. Um, we sort of established a group together, right? Yeah. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Oh, hmm. Didn't plan on this, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Um, well, first of all, yeah, we don't really have an official name yet, right? We're, no, we're not in the yet. process of coming up with a name. Yeah. Generally, like, what is the flow, right? I'm providing the music. I'm providing the audio um what kind of like art are we creating all together the three of us got you um let's see i we've hmm. i think naturally when you've like friends who are really good at certain things i think like it just organically people want to um people realize that like um, maybe we we not maybe but we can ma we can make and we can make something very excellent if we were to put our our talents and gifts together and yeah man just as you said um, <clears throat> like you you're really gifted in in your music uh, Louis Tull, I believe she's a heavy hitter in regards to like like movies um, movies or things that are not just still images alone but I think she's really good at editing, um, editing and matching um, audio to moving visuals. And for me, um, I'd like to say that I'm pretty good with photos. And then our homie Brian, our other, our mutual friend Brian, Brian Oliver, um, he's a poet from Pomona, spoken word artist. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, um, before before social media was huge, like he was, I would say he was really he was up there in the spoken word scene. Yeah, he provides. I think he'll he'll be providing some some of our, um, I guess you can say a lot of the written the written stuff. But yeah, yeah, we we decided to, um, yo, why not? We have a bunch of people who are, you know, who are very gifted and who are believers, and I think it's kind of our responsibility to make good and excellent work together. I guess in short. Yeah, no, I really, I'm really stoked for this vision that we have. Mm. I can definitely see there's a huge potential in it, and sure. our obviously you know, our vision 
is not the, resisting that force is one thing but we also want to use our talents our creative abilities to inspire mm. the next upcoming generation artists right mm. mm-hmm. um, kind of like yeah yeah so i'm excited um we got to <laughs> we got to start working on it more uh we're still in the process of kind of developing it bro i can see us going global bro <laughs> <laughs> After I say it's not about wealth or like our personal <laughs> glory, but I can see us taking over the. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. But it'll be, it'll be dope. Um, it's scary. That's that's an interesting that's an interesting claim and like desire because there's a lot of, I mean, just like with anything, there's a lot of resistance and you know the enemy, the enemy definitely wants to like always infiltrate and destroy. So that's imagine that's- like we start out with the humble like and selfless vision. But then, like as it gets picked up, like this, it gets gains momentum. We become so big that the power gets to us, and that's how we. That's the, that's our downfall. <laughs> that, that's why, yo. Like, I mean, it's it's been the ongoing theme, I guess, with our conversation. But yeah, it's always important to look at the source and point back to the source. It's just like it's like lightning, dude. It's like the energy that you receive from like praise. Like we can't bottle that. We need to like. There needs to be something to receive that and i think the only mm-hmm. thing that can receive that is is pointing it back to god like you, you're gonna yeah it's it's destructive um like and thanks thank you but um yeah like i was um kind of just kind of rewinding a little bit back that's what i noticed when i went to this show um when i was at the concert at this uh and dang there's this group in particular mm-hmm. they're they're great uh, I will say, like, they're really good at what they do. They make very beautiful visuals. I think their whole entire group is very talented. Um, at the time, I really liked, um, I really liked their the direction that they were going in. Um, but the thing that was very off-putting, on top of like, and just to preface, I'm unfortunately I'm not the most um, when it comes to the spiritual realm and and. Um, and kind of just acknowledging that there is, there's definitely warfare happening. Um, it wasn't up until recently that I started to really acknowledge that this, this is real and this is true. Cause I'm, I'm normally, I'm normally one to unfortunately, you know, try to rationalize things, um, logically Mm -hmm. or provide an excuse like, no, it could be this, it could be this. Maybe it's my, um, maybe this is just, some sort of like my predisposition to like I don't know because there's there's a lot of different things like that that could happen that would make us or lead us to believe that something is quote unquote supernatural going on um, a lot of biases but for me I, I would like to think that um, as we draw closer to God we're more sensitive especially right now with the time that we live in for me when I was in that venue it it was very like, and you already mentioned, it was very paganistic. It felt very, uh, there was a lot of push and pull that I felt. And then at the same time, um, yeah, dude, like, it's just this weird, icky, heavy feeling that I felt. But yeah, during during the performance, the crescendo of the performance, um, the artist, like, um, there was a, there was, he, the, the curtains dropped on the stage and it exposed this mirror and um prior to that the artist was saying something along the lines of 
um, how he deals with his mental health is he looks at himself and then he thinks about um, I forgot what he said. I wish I could remember. Um, I could remember specifically what he said, but um, at its essence, it was something along the lines of like everything could be found inward, and you don't need to look to any source. And then just having that um, attached to the crescendo and kind of like the ending part of the show, which was the curtain drop in the mirror, like yo. That felt like some golden calf. Like, <laughs> dude, it was it was wild, dude. I was just like, and oh man, like it, it got to the point of where, like, at the very end of the show, I, I spoke to my cousin, and she was actually very surprised that I was saying all this because she knows that I'm very opposed. Because I mean, I come from very, I come from a, I think Filipinos are, um, you know, in our culture, the supernatural isn't something that is that is foreign, and if anything, um. Yeah, like we t- we talk about a lot of that stuff, and it, it's it's really heavily embedded in our in our culture. But the thing for me growing up, like I I just hated how a lot of a lot of things that you know we would try to understand would always like come back to like oh it's like this and this, and it it, it it's weird because it's like for me I'm like no nah, man it's it's not that it's this is like there's a logical way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I've been I've kind of had this. Um, how would I describe like this aversion to you know wanting to acknowledge that stuff and it wasn't until recently where I'm like um, now starting to be more awake I guess would be a word lack of a better word mm-hmm. and I, I, I've, I've shared with this shared this with you on a couple of occasions privately where I'm like yo dude this is weird like now I don't want to do this or I'm now abstaining from this mm-hmm. and yeah did, did Loisa also feel a similar thing um, at the concert? Uh, oddly enough, she told me she was surprised that I was more sensitive to it because she mm. she felt as if like there was something there, but it wasn't as apparent as it was for me. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Were you ever scared of La, La Llorona when you were little? <laughs> uh we don't have that we have other things in our culture bro <laughs> yo yeah we have like i don't know man there's definitely a white lady though in our culture like, <laughs> wait, 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 white lady you can't say that it's 2022 what do you mean <laughs> <white lady>? yeah <laughs> like um no no you dummy uh freaking, <laughs> yeah like there's this i don't know what it is i, I i'm trying to like trying to recall but yeah there's there's a white lady that goes around in in the filipino culture um as for her background and why i'm not sure we call her um dang there's (laughs) dang i'm like thinking about all these mythical creatures now and all these demons from like the philippines but uh yeah there's one of them's called the white lady and then as a kid growing up um there's a thing called the momo and yeah (laughs) isn't that a recent thing uh momo uh it, it's it's been around it's like a i don't so it's weird like i've i've heard people saying that it's a ghost and the way i was brought up i understood it as a ghost but people call it a monster but i think it's a ghost okay yeah i know there was a recent um thing that was happening on like online uh where yeah this like a ghastly girl looking 
I don't know if it's a doll or a drawing, but she has like Yo. big bulging eyes, and she calls people call her Momo, and she would like oh the like Japanese sculpture thing, yeah, yeah. She would talk to like little kids, like whoever's like impersonating as Momo, and like tell them to do horrible thing, like yeah. Them, She's them. like in the middle of like those um, YouTube videos that parents like would play for their kids so that their their attention is like grabbed for a couple of hours, mm. yeah. That was that was interesting. I heard, I, re- I remember that being debunked. Was um, it really? Yeah, I mean, like it definitely. Yeah, there definitely was. There definitely was um, some videos that had that spliced in, but at the same time, I remember um, that image specifically. I think it was a Japanese sculptor or piece of art. But yeah, it, I remember kind of looking into it and just kind of dismissing it afterwards. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about you. I grew up with a lot of those. Well, not Momo, but a lot of those like weird folktale that my parents would tell me to do what mm. they want me to do. Sort of like a Santa mm. Claus, right? That's more of like Western thing. Like you have to be good. <laughs> you're not supposed to cry. You have to be obedient and you'll get a present. If not, you're going to get a coal. For me, it was like, what is that thing? It's, it's a Korean fruit. They call it kokkam. I believe it's a dried persimmon. But the whole tale goes is that if you're crying, um, you're supposed to eat dried persimmon. And if you don't eat it, a tiger is going to come get you in the middle of the night and eat you. (laughs) No, I want to encounter that just so I can see a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Now think at the time, now looking back and kind of thinking about the story, that's kind of effed up. Like, that's a traumatizing story to be telling a little kid. All because you want your kid to get its vitamin C consumption daily intake. So you got to Yo. eat this dry persimmon. Otherwise, it's this tiger's going to come and maul you to death. That's wild. Yeah. Is there anything Dang. like that in Philippines? Yeah. Oh, uh, fudge. I mean, I think everyone's been shamed to, like, finish your food because we'll talk about, like, the motherland and, like, how there's, you know, your people, like, dying. But... Trying to think, um, the first thing that came. To, it's not necessarily like, um, like uh, what's the word? Um, it's not. I can't think of anything at the top of my head that is a weird incentive for you to do an action. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like I remember hearing things growing up where it's like you shouldn't. Um, ah, that's not Filipino culture. Apparently, whistling at night. Okay, this it's kind of like it's same vein but different tangent. I heard like whistling at night is not a good thing because uh, it's yeah, yeah. And then I'm just gonna share it because it's kind of weird, but at the same time, it's like it's more so like if you don't do this action, you're gonna be stuck in it, and it's uh-huh. a result of the supernatural. But like, um, my my cousin, she told me a story about how. Um, it was at night, there were, I think there was like a fair or something or some sort of like family gathering in a local like province that they were trying to go to. And um, to kind of shortcut, uh, instead of going down this long road, they went through a field. And what they noticed when they got halfway through, the field kept on feeling like it was going farther. Like, it felt like they were in some sort of Alice in Wonderland type joint where it was like they were walking endlessly for a long time. 
And apparently in Filipino culture, like if that's the case, there's supposedly a demon that is playing a trick on you that's trapping you. And um, the way to get rid of that is you turn your clothes inside out. Your clothes inside <laughs> out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then as soon as they did that, they were good. Like they were able to, um, they were able to like I guess escape this 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 trick or this whatever it may be. And yeah, there's like there's like weird stuff like that. So I, I don't know. It's the first thing. That, that's, that's the thing that I came up. With. That's the solution. That's how you get out of the back room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. For sure. Well. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Man, we didn't even get to talk about back room. We have like Yo, so many weird like interests, common interests together. Yes, 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 yes. What are you gonna hey. say? No, I'm just. Um, I don't know what our, what we have on time, but like, is it possible for you to like chop this up and just like plug in things, or like, how do you want to do this, bro? I feel like. What do you mean? Backrooms? <laughs> no, not backrooms. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm down to play backrooms, but it's like, mm -hmm. um, how how long have we been going on for, dog? <laughs> going for about an hour and 15 minutes now oh word 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 time flies time flies it, it does like i don't even feel like huh i'm just being conscientious because it's like i want this i don't know i want this to be like good i don't want it to be like just random like rambling of like stuff Your perfectionist side is coming up again uh, yeah dude just... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay man we just um this just gives us an excuse to have you back in fact like ted really wanted to feature you as a guest too like three of us and we just chop it up and yo that's gonna be mad time, interesting maybe next time we can also have Louis on call too and <laughs> we can have four, uh, four people episode that'd be dope too dude we'll fly out for that we'll definitely fly oh, out for, for that. sure for sure dude in um, person that'd be cool because like it's different when we're just talking versus like i right. can see you and like yeah 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 ted ted's a big fan of you it's weird, like almost every no, friend. No, don't say that. No, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like almost don't every friend, like my friend, right? My personal friends that I introduce him to, whatever reason, he really wants to be close with them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Shout, uh... out to, shout out to James. He's James is uh one of my homie from like university days, and uh, he was in class with me, and like I did a lot of stuff with him together because yeah, um, we had like similar interests. And then one day, Ted was meeting with me at um, university, and like they clicked. Like Ted would like mm. Ted, That's kind of like a Ted's like a little brother in that sense, where it's that little brother that always wants to hang out with older people, like older mm. brothers, and like go wherever the older brother is going. That's kind of like the vibe that Ted gives me sometimes. And I know you're listening, Ted. This is a roast to you. Um, oh my gosh! My back. Just kidding. No, Ted, <laughs> I love you. Um, and you, you know, when you and Louis L came, uh, flew up here for my graduation. Word. You, know, you got you got to meet the Stooges. You got to meet. Oh, Jay we did. And Justin. No, we drove that, bro. Oh yeah, you guys drove yeah. crazy. And um, yeah, you're worth. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You gas us. You gas us, bro. That's why, Doc. What does that mean? You gas us up, homie. Give you gas money? <laughs> no. Oh, really like 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 hype you up. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm not good with these like young people lingos. I am. Oh my. Getting gosh. way outdated. I need a. I mean. Update. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just spend spend uh, spend a day on TikTok and you should be great, bro. 
which is ironic because <laughs> I, I lead little kids. I lead, well, that sounds weird. I lead <laughs> for the youth kids. Yeah. So you think that like these kids will be like coming up with some weird like lingos. And I'll be like, they'll be like, like, yo, Jung, like, can you like give me a ride? I'm like, you, you, you need, you need a ride? And it's like, I need a ride really bad on God. I'm like, what did you just say? What? On God, I need a ride. <laughs> oh, on, on, on God. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On God, bro. Caparino, that's another thing I've been hearing lately. What? It's like a form of cap. Like, no cap, no caparino. Oh, okay. That's just like a derivative yeah, of, like, I guess. Like God's yeah. fear. I don't know. All sure. these slangs, I'm not able to keep it up, keep up with anymore. I feel like the slangs are being developed a lot faster than when we were little. Oh man, I have so much to say about that. But for sure, <laughs> word. yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But we will kind of end it here for today. But next time you are on podcast, uh, let's definitely, hopefully, Ted will be here too, as so we can. Yeah, it it'd be cool, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of things to talk sounds about. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Well, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for coming through. Um, <laughs> If you are listening, if you have listened up to this point, thank you so much for um, joining us. Um, Ted, if you're listening, again, I miss you. Come back. Um, but yeah, <laughs> with that being said, thank you for joining us, uh, Cameron. And uh, if you have any final thing you want to tell people before you leave? Oh, for sure. It's a pleasure. Um, let's see. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Read your Bible. Just kidding. Um... Yeah, uh, this is cool. Um, yeah. No, I can't really do anything. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was I really, I really appreciate it. It was fun. Not fun. Sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Um, catch you guys. Two Later. Weeks. Peace. Bye. Oh, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Turkey Day. Yes, yes, yes. Peace.